This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and welcome to Staying Up with Cammie and Taryn. I'm Cammie. And I'm Taryn. And every night, me and Cam have a sleepover. But every week... We invite you to join along. Join us. And not be here. Every week do we match, but this week we do. <laughs> it's honestly a little embarrassing. Y'all, I hate to be fair. Magic. I had this on first. Uh I didn't see you though. Yes, you did. I walked in and I said, remember I made a whole shebang about it. I was like, I was oh, already look how dressed, cozy. No? Nope, you were in all black. Oh my god. I said, Look right. how cozy. It's fall. Do mm-hmm. I look fall? Mm-hmm. Tell me you didn't see me. You You're saw right. me. You thought I you said Damn. I was cute. Yeah, fuck. You're right. Um, yeah, I really, really hate matching. Like, not in subtle ways. Like, Taryn got me these earrings. I'm just gonna say you. that. Taryn got me these earrings that match her engagement ring, and I wear them. How in cute my is that? Second ear piercing every day, and they're so cute. Taryn loves it so much. She reminds me how cute it is. No, okay, I'm once not once a week. <laughs> no, 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 not not once a week. And I'm also not doing like, oh my god. That's so cute that I got you that. Did it, well, actually, that, that is, is what exa- I said. No, 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 no. You're like, that is so cute of me. That is I, so cute that no, I did that. I said, that is the cutest gift I've ever gotten someone. But then like, you'll I'm, go, that is so cute of me. You can hear yeah, you. I can hear, yeah. That you does sound it. like something I'd say. <laughs> I just don't remember saying of me. I yeah. can see like. Of me. It's like a, that is a <laughs> typical. so cute of me. That is a typical Taryn statement. That is, I am so cute. That is so cute of me. I just thought like, you know how and it is and you are correct but you know how intense gift giving is sometimes where you're yeah, just like it's so stressful i just don't know that i'm gonna nail it and this i remember yeah. when i found it i remember when i bought it i remember thinking where were you, you? what were you wearing nailed it taryn and then you get a reminder every day looking at me or you're like yeah that's a good one yeah i just think they're so cute they also <laughs> <laughs> what Oh my god! I almost what threw up. I, I don't know. I think it was a burp. Oh, okay. Um, they also didn't have it to match my exact, um, like the shape. Mine are a little shape. longer, but they that looks better because in this would have looked weird. I think. Yeah, I think so too. This old tang would look that old weird. tang. How you doing, hon? What do I need? I'm so thirsty. Okay. I'm good. I'm so. You're very like right now. I feel like <laughs> I think I'm pretty anxious right now. Oh, okay, which is great for this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, yeah, my heart is like racing. I feel a little off from our workout. Our workout this morning was so intense, but I had, a, I was so cute. I had a really sweet moment though when it was incredible. Oh, it was the second round of burpees when I like literally wanted to off myself. Mm-hmm. I could not take it anymore. I was I'm like, so sick of burpees. It's like they, every, nobody everyone likes thinks them. that it's like, 
And I feel like it's doing nothing. I, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm like up, down, up, down. It's just annoying. everyone's form is crazy. Yeah, no I'm, one's doing anything. No one does a push up at the bottom. Everyone's upset. Yeah, we're like just like I'm just flailing my lifeless body up and down. I just think but, trainers are like burpees. Like I make my my class do burpees. Well, because they know like that. that it's like hated among it, yeah men and women and all. Yeah, I have fuzzy men. No. <laughs> Oh, nobody oh. get it. Um, <laughs> Your skin looks beautiful. Am um, I getting better at makeup? Yeah, you really are. Mm. <laughs> so, I'm so out of breath. <laughs> um, but when we were doing burpees, it's yeah. such a mind over matter type thing. Hundo P. And while we were doing it, I was like, this is nothing compared to what I'm going to put my body through having a baby. Mm. And I like kicked it into high gear. I was like, this is easy. Having a baby is going to be way more That's intense so and I'm going to, and I'm going to be able to do that. So if I, if I want to get in the right like mentality to do that, I should start here. So I'm like, I was like going for my, I, I was like, I kind of feel like she's levitating. It was like you were flying. Yeah. Yeah. I personally, I went to the doctor very young and one time they said that I was too tall and skinny. So when I stand up, I'm, quickly i will get lightheaded like almost throughout my whole life two burpees and two tall and too skinny um that is incredible that they said that to you. yeah well i was young so it well were like, you getting lightheaded and they were like oh this explains it they said that's very common among my body at the time yeah i would whatever so now when i do burpees i'm like i can't go too fast i'm gonna pass out <laughs> So I really police a small girl. <laughs> so I really, I really police myself baby. the whole time. I'm like, don't pass out. Don't take pass it easy. out. The doctor said, sweetie, take it. Doctor's easy. orders. Doctor's orders. Did you already have health anxiety? I love being this close to you right Me now. Me too. Like, I've, for anyone like we're sitting the same our toes and knees are like <laughs> our socks. Are the oh same. God, it's so embarrassing how much we match. We look like a, I don't know. We oh we look like a sports team like going into warm-ups <laughs> hey you guys give it up for the scissors snoop, snoop. we can't do this ever yeah we can <laughs> um should we have called our pps the scissor sisters no no, no, no. the ss the yeah. s's no there's no it's like cute right. nickname for oh, it. oh my god we go to this gym called box union it's the best and they have like a big b as their logo and it's on everything yeah and i realized that it's two p's <gasps> connected makes the a b princesses are everywhere makes a big butt or boobs mm-hmm. if they're this way they're boobs if they're this way it's a butt okay. and then i was like wait pp is so versatile people that hate it are wrong shut the fuck up. <laughs> i don't know anyways shall we jump into the topic today if you want to should we just fly yeah. right in I think we have a lot to cover. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Um, today we are going to be talking about health anxiety. So mm-hmm. honestly, trigger warning, if you're not in the right mental space, maybe come back to this episode. If you're struggling through it, hopefully you're going to find this helpful. Um, before we get started though, and in particular, we're talking about Taryn's health anxiety. Before we get started, I just want to do a little check-in with you. Thank you. Because I think it's really amazing that you're so open about this. And you're going to share all this. I think it's going to be really helpful to people who have health anxiety, whose loved ones have health anxiety, maybe to nurses and doctors who work with people who have health anxiety. Um, do you think nurses and doctors are listening? Well, we do have a question from a doctor, so yeah. 
I think at least one doctor is listening. Can we get your number so I can call you when I'm scared? Y'all, be careful if you DM Taryn advice on health anxiety from like a doctor's perspective because she does have people on her like roster who she's like, I'm going to DM my friend. And it's just somebody who randomly was like, hey, don't worry about this. I'm I'm a doctor. I have a couple pharmacists. Yeah. And now she's like 3 a.m. like messaging them. I'm in search of a um, of like a. MRI tech, on your roster. Okay. MRI, someone that can read MRIs, specifically brain MRIs. Yeah, that's you want to send in. your brain that's, on MRIs. Next on my, Let's just post it on list. the pod Instagram and like get some thoughts. Dude, we should. No, that would be horrible for okay. you. Um, someone would be like, I think I see something. And you'd be like, what? And they're like, just a smudge. Um, but anyways, I just want to check in with you. Yeah. I'm so excited that we're doing this. I think yeah. it's going to be so helpful. But let's also like take it easy on you. If at any point it feels overwhelming or if like, you're like, you know what? I didn't even think about that or talking about something. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of great questions y'all sent in. Um, but like, let's prioritize your health anxiety and mental state as well. Cool. Yeah. I think I like prepping for the episode. I really wanted to go through and see everything that was helpful to me. So I went through yeah. all my notes from past therapy sessions and mm-hmm. went through like my journals, none of my written ones. Cause you can't like spot search, but like, any of my digital ones and tried to find you know at hospital like searching yeah. for terms that I know I would have oh. journaled about um and it's just incredible how long of a journey this has been for me and yeah also how much of it is just like pretty severe generalized anxiety which yeah. I'm obviously we'll, we will be talking about within all of this but mm-hmm. um yeah, dude, I like I don't know if you saw our notes page for this. I tried not to read any of it too much. I was fucking blowing it up. I just like had so much I know stuff. I got the alerts, but <laughs> Yeah, I think like I talked about health anxiety for the first time on my story like 8 years ago now or something. Like it, when I was in a big spell is what I'm calling it. spells or spins is what I like to call them because it feels cuter. <laughs> um and yeah, I was just in a big one and I talked about it and um a bunch of people came out of the woodworks like I had no idea what this was like yeah. this is exactly what I have and so I think there's like a subset of people who followed me that like just are dying for me to talk about health anxiety mm-hmm. and so um sorry that we're taking up a whole epi on this but it feels really important and it's not just about health anxiety I think it can can work for other generalized anxiety totally. stuff but um yeah and it obviously affects cam too so yeah Um, okay. I just want to start by explaining what health anxiety is. I feel like a lot of people don't know, even if they have it, like you said, sometimes people don't even know what it is. So can you just give us all like a brief overview of what it is? And then we can go into a little more detail on your specific type of health anxiety. Yeah. Like my understanding of it is health anxiety, hypochondriac, like those kind of go interchangeably. People think germaphobe is that, but I, I think it's, that's more, maybe more OCD or Maybe something. a byproduct of it too. Maybe a byproduct, but yeah. my experience and what I've learned from doctors and therapists that I've spoken to is like health anxiety is a specific reaction, overreaction to things in your body or stories of health things going wrong. Yeah. So, um... I'm just very overreactive and overly sensitive to any noise my body makes. And by noise, I don't mean literal noise. I mean like I can feel a little tingle in my toe and that to me is 
300 times louder than it would be to Cammy. Like, yeah, like when most people might go, oh, my leg must have just fallen asleep or like, that was just a weird thing that happened in my body. No big deal. You're assuming it's some big hidden illness that if you leave it alone and don't give it the attention and anxiety, mm-hmm. it's going to be bigger. Yeah, and like the main body parts, I guess, that it like affects for people is like heart. You think mm-hmm. something's wrong with your heart. You think something's wrong with your brain. Mm-hmm. Or you think you're going to get like a disease or virus or illness that's going around or whatever. Yeah. Um, and if then, there's something you can have, you're going to get it. Yeah. So it's just like an extreme over fixation on thinking that there is something either hiddenly wrong with you yeah, or that you are going to get something that's hiddenly wrong for you and you can, or not hiddenly wrong, but hiddenly, sorry, you are going to get something that is like going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And you missed it. And you should have been paying more attention than you already pay. Yeah. Which very is exhausting. Day. And yeah. I think it's a, it's a very interesting type of anxiety because where a lot of anxieties, it's that is not real. That is not the reality. That is not what ha- what's happening. It's almost like you're supposed to suppress and ignore it in a sense of like you are seeing a threat where there's not a threat. Your fear is that there is going to be a threat and you're going to ignore the threat. 100%. So it's almost like, to me, it's the most difficult form of anxiety because all of the typical coping mechanisms for anxiety of like, focus on reality don't apply here because yeah. you're like, no, but if I ignore it, then that's the problem. And if I focus on it more, I'm going to feel it more. And it kind of just is like exacerbated <clears throat> by the, that. The bummer about it is it's extremely cyclical is what I think you're saying. Exactly. It's like, it's... So I wrote this down just to... One of the things that I think is really helpful in grounding yourself with anxiety is like understanding just how anxiety works. Mm-hmm. And my health anxiety started with a panic attack, which we will get into. But basically what's happening in your body is your amygdala, which is the part of your brain that processes fear, is overreacting to a perceived danger. So it people always use the example of back in the day this was like you hear a rustling in the bush and you're a caveman and you think it's a snake or something that's going to come hurt you but it was really a bug but your body doesn't know the difference and your brain doesn't know the difference and so your body tries to help you and your sympathetic nervous system then flushes all of these like your it basically like lights your body up and it's Mm -hmm. like okay let's pump a bunch of like oxygen and blood to your extremities so that in the caveman example you can run away Mm -hmm. and like you have enough vigilance and it pumps you for fight or flight totally it pumps oxygen to your brain and so you're like really alert and you Mm -hmm. can see 10 times more than you would see Mm -hmm. so it's trying to help you escape danger but then since we're not actually in danger in present day Mm -hmm. then you have all of these your heart is pumping you're lightheaded from the extra oxygen you're also not breathing right which doesn't help you're like basically you're nauseous you can have a little tingling in your hands and your feet all that kind of stuff and then you're once your body realizes that there's no threat it tries to like your prefrontal cortex tries to come and like calm you down mm-hmm. but <clears throat> I think now for so many people anxiety is nowhere to go in their body and so yeah. when you start to have an panic attack or whatever type of anxiety it just lights all this stuff in you and then it stays in you and if you are unfortunate like me and have health anxiety then you're scared of your own body because you're scared of the things that your body does to try to calm you down or help you 
because you can feel it 10 times more than anyone else can feel it. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Now that we understand the general idea of how horrible health anxiety is, <laughs> um, some people probably can't remember the first time they dealt with it. Maybe just feel like they were born with it. I think you have a unique situation where you can almost pinpoint when this all really started for you. Yeah. So can we just like take it back to there and explain that first moment? Yeah. I was in fifth grade um, and I was, yeah, in elementary school and I was, a friend gave me a chili cheese Frito, which was not weird. That was a normal day as a kid and I loved chili cheese Fritos. So I was like vibes. <laughs> took it ate it and it, one single frito yeah not a bag just one single frito he had a bag and he gave me a piece and i, I know ate, but you that you only ate a piece i of just frito. had one and i okay. popped it in my mouth i've never clarified that detail. yes just one frito okay and <clears throat> i felt my heart skip a beat when i like swallowed or something and if you've never had this sensation it's absolutely normal it happens all the time to everybody um but if you're five and feeling it for the first time for me, for whatever reason, I was like, I completely fixated and I was like, whoa, something just happened. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it has nothing to do with the chili cheese Frito. It's just that I remember this moment so specifically because it has been like a source of trauma for my whole life. I don't eat Fritos but anymore because of this. I'm not eating one of them. <laughs> and I immediately, my entire demeanor changed. I completely checked out. I ran straight to the nurse's office and I was like, something's wrong with me. And I in hindsight, I was clearly having a panic attack, mm-hmm. but I was so afraid that how fast my body could go from a normal fucking day to mm-hmm. I am beside myself right now. <clears throat> and so uh, I went, I'm sitting in the nurse's office. They don't know what to do with me. My heart rate is flying. I can't breathe. I'm like fully freaking out. They called the paramedics an ambulance came to the school which is terrifying. Like, yeah, it's just getting more and more traumatic. At more this and point. more traumatic. They had me breathing in a brown bag, and all these guys are hooking me up to little machines and like trying to figure oh, out what's baby. wrong with me. And then my mom came, and then we, it, like, it was. I remember this so bizarrely, but the nurse's office was right next to the front of the school where the cars drive in and out. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing in the front of the school with my mom when the paramedics leave. And they were, I remember them being like, yeah, it's nothing like, you know, she must've had like a panic. She must've been scared or something. Mm-hmm. And, um, my mom's like never happened before and blah, blah, blah. And I remember standing there with my mom and watching the ambulance drive away and being like, what the fuck? Like now what that just happened in my body. Yeah, and no explanation. No explanation, no, no like, nothing. like, yeah, you know what? This is what caused it. Try to, don't do this. Or when it does do this, it's like, she's fine. And yeah. Like, that was not fine. And I was, what, 10? Like, a little bit. And so that started, for me, a true feeling of, like, not trusting or feeling safe in my body. Yeah. And being scared of my own body. So I was very, like, I slept with my parents for a really really long time or our nanny because I didn't want to be in bed and have something happen and not know what to do I would miss out on a ton of sleepovers or I would go and then ask my parents to come pick me up because I was so anxious I remember like going to tennis or gymnastics and like asking Sandra my nanny to like come in with me or watch me walk or whatever I'll make clarifying 10 times over that everyone had their phone on them in case something happened and I needed to be picked up um 
And yeah, I, my mom also took me to a therapist, which is fucking so cool that Mm -hmm. she did that when I was so young. And they said that I just, I don't remember this at all, but they basically were like, talked to my mom after and we're like she doesn't need this like she's fine she just she doesn't need therapy basically like she she's so logical and like that doesn't matter (laughs) i know but back then it was probably like yeah they said you you know you don't yeah there's nothing like wrong with her yeah quote unquote but it's like and like maintenance therapy when you're 10 is different than like as an adult i feel like like i had this one fluke thing and then they were like what the fuck And also having someone's parents willing to bring them in, they're probably like, okay, she's in a safe home environment where they're clearly talking about these things. Yeah. That's all she needs, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And then this issue just persisted through my life for... Do you feel like it just persisted at the same level or did you feel it consistently going up or coming in stages like from 10... And in your childhood, mm-hmm. was it like very clear? Like, I feel like at this point, you know, you know, the pattern, you know, the yeah. times that it flares up. What was it like then? Was it clearly a health anxiety thing? Did it feel like just generalized anxiety? It was pretty generalized, mm-hmm. I would say, for maybe through like I was clearly a hypochondriac. And it was yeah. like a joke between my friends and my family and everything. And I was very worried. But it was I was worried about a lot. I was when my parents were driving home from work, I'd call them 10 times on their drive home, a 20 minute ride and be like, are you, sorry, where are you? Are you close? How close? Mm-hmm. Like, or, um, and you didn't feel that way prior. I don't remember feeling that way prior at yeah. all. Um, I think so. Yes. I think it was just like a massive generalized anxiety. Um, I was super scared of like any threat. Like I remember, um, was it Y2K? or something oh my god i i didn't go to school i was so afraid that something was gonna happen and i was like i'm not gonna like i was so much more afraid than Mm -hmm. everyone i knew Mm -hmm. about i would get so much more deeply afraid Mm -hmm. but then to most people that knew me you would never i was so silly and fun loving and wild and like all of that stuff so i wasn't i didn't come off like i was this like super anxious kid yeah you're very confident very outgoing but so were you kind of like hiding it from your friends and the people in your life? Like, would you handle it privately or make jokes out of it? Like, what was that experience? With the health anxiety, you? I was fine to be loud about. Yeah. Every other version of it, I didn't really talk about. Yeah. Because I just, it just, I didn't, I, it felt more embarrassing when you're mm-hmm. a kid to be like, yeah. And then I had some OCD tendencies. Like every time I get out of the shower, I have to do the same thing or, um, even calling my parents 10 times is considered a checking behavior. It's like something that you try to control. Mm -hmm. So I think those things were really, I was very embarrassed of and didn't talk about, but the health anxiety was very easy for me to be vocal about because like it was either funny or people got it. Like it's easier to explain when there's like a purpose to it almost. And just like, I'm fucking anxious. It's I'm scared of this very specific thing. And people are like, I understand that health yeah. stuff is scary. Yeah. Even people without health anxiety can understand 
that feeling. Totally. As you all know, Cam and I have been cooking kooks lately. And trust me, I love it. I do. But sometimes cooking is just too pricey and time consuming. Exactly. Sometimes you just want a healthy meal without the prep. For me, especially at lunchtime, I'm honestly just too lazy to cook, which is why we love Factor. Factor has delicious, ready to eat meals that make it affordable and easy to eat healthy. Their chef crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered straight to our door with over 35 options to choose from every week. We're talking keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, protein plus, and more. And peepees, you don't even need girl math to justify this spend. Factor is way less expensive than takeout. I also love how flexible it is. You can get as little or as much as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. And pause or reschedule deliveries anytime. And perhaps best of all, we're talking no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Just pop that baby in the microwave for two minutes and you're ready to go. Head to factormeals.com slash up 50 and use code up 50 to get 50% off. That's code up 50 at factormeals.com slash up 50 to get 50% off. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi guys, this is Best Friends Who. I'm trying to convince you to listen to their podcast. Are you in a boring long-term relationship? Or a single Pringle? Do you struggle with friendship dilemmas or like being nosy in other people's lives? Then hi, I'm James Foreman. And I'm Bella Hill. And this is the podcast for you. We give top-notch advice on taboo subjects in your life and also discuss taboos in our own life to make you feel better about yourself. So come hang out with us, 5pm Monday UK time. Be there or be square. That's a bit of sarcasm for you guys. Bye! The people that you were vocal with it about or even just the health anxiety stuff, how were you treated by friends and even maybe more specifically the adults in your life? Was it written off as a joke? Were you called dramatic? I think a lot of kids with anxiety kind of are like, oh my God, you're just so much. You're a lot. How were the people in your life? Like how, what was the phrasing that a lot of people were speaking on it? Do you remember that? No, I think like the only things I can remember is this like, from my parents from my parents and like maybe my nanny or whatever it was this like oh bear like bear tear bear (laughs) call me bear they'd be like oh bear nothing's wrong you know this you're okay you're okay yeah and like which when you're a parent that seems like a fair thing to say and do but um it started like a okay I should just shut up and kind of like suppress this thing yeah um and also created a new type of anxiety where I was terrified all the time of like my parents going through health problems and not telling me and and keeping that inside so I feel like people handled it as good as they could have yeah known what to do yeah um but I also did make a lot of jokes about it I would always be joking yeah. and being like oh my god that was just coping mechanism for 100%. you 100% so then other yeah. people are going to kind of like lean into how you're speaking about it and then as it got more expensive as I got older and could take myself to the doctor then I was like this is a such a massive problem and it's I'm spending so much money and my parents are spending so much money and this is affecting more than just my like energy and how I'm handling it it's affecting a lot the people in my life my loved ones going on vacations and needing to go to the hospital on vacation like just things that weren't good yeah um yeah that's a perfect segue I want to get into like 
it in your adult life a little bit more. I know that you went through, I feel like you've been really amazing with it since we've been together. I feel like you were very vocal about it when we got together. I think you had somewhat of a fear about getting into a new relationship Mm -hmm. and bringing this, I feel like what you feel is baggage Mm -hmm. and like an issue. Mm -hmm. You seemed very scared about it. You were scared to talk about it. And even whenever you did, and I was like, no, I understand. That's okay. You're like, I don't think you get it, how bad it is. Yeah. Um, so maybe that did work because I thought it was going to be way <laughs> worse than it was, than it really is. Yeah. Um, but I think there was a pretty big chunk of your adult life. I don't know if it came on from other stuff going in your, on in your life or if you have any idea of that, but what was that time like? Because we have a lot of questions from people being like, I don't want to go to the doctor and then have to face that something's wrong, but you're the opposite. You would live at the hospital if you could. You guys, I went to Arizona State University, one of the biggest schools in the nation, let alone probably the world. Like, so such a large school. The campus doctors knew me. <laughs> that is unheard of. They'd be like, oh, Taryn's here. And I'm like, I got to get out of here. Like, was that kind of a wake-up call to be like, such a this is call. too much? Yeah, I... And they don't was, just like me because I'm funny and cool and yeah. great. And it's like <laughs> irrational looking back and thinking like I hopped on my skateboard and skated to the campus doctor as if I was having a heart attack. It's like I wouldn't be able to do that. I wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think for basically my college relationships until ours, really, it was a massive part of my life yeah. um, where did it get worse in college, do you feel? Yeah, it got worse basically right up until maybe like three years before COVID was like the yeah. height of how bad it was. Yeah. Um, Why, what do you think that's correlated to? I, I, well, I think being on my own. Mm-hmm. Farther from family. Farther from family and like. Stuck at gymnastics and everyone's phone's off and you're nanny's not there watching you kind of thing. yeah like I just felt very like not alone because I had some of the best friends or I was literally in relationships and stuff it was just like I yeah I I don't know how to explain so form how it of got worse. alone you had your safety net yeah you had your things that were comfortable you had your home with your parents where you knew they yeah. were right there where even if your significant other and your best friends are the most helpful people that's still a transition I think transitions flare up anxieties I yeah and I also think comfort does too mm-hmm. where like you know in college I was I had a great little life. I was having so much fun. And like when your body, one thing I've learned about anxiety is when you have trained your brain to be alert, mm-hmm. it will do it even when there's nothing to be worried about. So it, it doesn't it's even. it's doing the right thing. It's, it's trying, trying really you. hard. It doesn't understand that like it doesn't, if a normal person waits for the bush to move around to be nervous if all you do is stare at a fucking bush for 30 years the wind's gonna blow and scare you (laughs) or the wind's not gonna blow the bush is not gonna move but like the part of my brain that is trying to protect me is like you gotta look at that bush like something's going on second you look away you're gonna miss it totally and so I think like I always had the um I've been to every specialist you can imagine. So I have always had like a pretty good idea of what's going on with my brain, my heart, like making sure that like the main things are checked off. Yeah. Um, 
but then I started getting into like a I can take myself to the doctor for things I can like I don't need to ask anyone's permission and I think that that really a little too much freedom it was so much freedom for me like um living in San Francisco was the worst it had ever gotten Mm -hmm. and I was so skinny I look back at pictures and stuff like when I get really anxious or in a really bad spell my I like can't eat Mm -hmm. and I was so it happened once in college and then once after um, when I was in San Francisco and the time I was in college my doctor said you are dangerously skinny and you need to figure it Mm -hmm. out you're I couldn't eat I was literally sick all day long yeah um and then I was anxious that I was sick but then it made me more anxious and then I couldn't eat yep (laughs) but then in San Francisco days so I was like 25 26 I literally have a list you're gonna die this is so dark I have a list of from 8 8 2018 to 9-20-2018. So little more than a month. Yeah. A month and like a 10 month and days. And a half, yeah. 8-8-2018. Urgent care, then ambulance, then ER. 8-13. ER visit with Christina, who was my girlfriend at the time. Blood test, EKG, chest x-ray. Everything looks healthy. 8-22. Echo test at the cardiologist. All healthy. Reminded to stay hydrated. 8-24. Brain MRI is unchanged. This makes it significantly unlikely for MS to develop. 829, urgent care on Cole Street with funny lesbian lady. 93, hospital in Kauai. I went to, I made my girlfriend go to a hospital with me on vacation in Kauai because I felt a weird pain in my left arm that I thought was a heart attack. Mm-hmm. 96, EKG at cardiologist, reminded of health. 97, Zuckerberg Hospital with Dr. Peabody. You should be incredibly reassured. 918, same urgent care on Cole. Funny lesbian lady made me leave. Assured me that I'm not having a heart attack. 920. Treadmill test. Healthy. That's in a month. That's like. Yeah. Just nonstop. Going, going. They're missing something. Something is wrong. My body feels weird and I need to figure it out. And what I know now with the amount of panic attacks that I've had is that I was basically in a consistent state of a panic attack and not giving my body a chance to recover and so my body was making all these noises and my adrenaline was pumping and my heart was racing and probably skipping beats and I was lightheaded and whatever and I just couldn't not focus on it and so I basically a spin or spell whatever it's like a month to two month three month long panic attack Mm -hmm. where if you've had one you know that your body's pretty good at calming yourself down it's there's like a 10 minute ramp up period you freak out for a little bit it brings you back down generally 30 minutes to an hour is like as long as panic attacks last but when you have health anxiety and you are hyper alert your body can stay in a state of having a panic attack Mm -hmm. and it's just you don't feel safe in your own head in your own body and like the place that a lot of people come to to ground and say like yeah most panic attacks it's relaxed it's like i don't feel good here like i would like to crawl out of this body and your brain is probably searching for a reason like okay there's no outward threat all right let's find out where's the threat oh well my heart's racing maybe it's that yeah it's just everything is fighting itself yeah and like i can say without like a shadow of a doubt that there were times where it was like getting me to the wanting to not be alive anymore 
because it is so scary to be in your body like that and not feel safe and for such a prolonged period of time yeah and so I am so sorry for anyone that has gone through that or is going through that but I promise you it gets so much better when you deal with it yeah it's one of those things that like can feel really embarrassing but because you feel delusional I think is the main thing like I remember at work I'm like managing a team and I'm feeling really popular and good and like I've got all my shit in a row and just like high achieving and then I would have to book a conference room to go calm down and I would sit in the dark in a conference room and freak the fuck out and have to be like how sure am I that I'm not having a heart attack and it's just very humbling in a bad way (laughs) it's like just makes me feel like an idiot so I'm so sorry to anyone that has or will deal with this because it just is really an unsafe and unsettling thing but like I said I promise you there's so much you can do that can like get you to a state where this is not running your life because it I have been in the running your life stage and like you said like I've been so much better the last five years that this is manageable this is like mastery for me and that's yeah yeah. I love you proud of you yeah (laughs) okay well now that we went through the darkest days which I'm just so proud like every time we talk about that stage in life I'm like I want to before we I want to get into coping mechanisms because I think that's what people really yeah I think that's what people really want to hear about and then how you handle that in relationships family partner whatever it may be but I want to note that you and I Mm -hmm. have never like unplanned gone to the hospital Mm -hmm. we went one time for something that you did need to go for and you listen to your body your shingles oh yeah you trusted your body. You went. They sent you home. You went, I don't think this is my health anxiety. You checked in. We checked in together and we decided to go and mm-hmm. you went back and you got treated. Mm-hmm. Anything else has been just planned checkups and all of that. Yeah. You have never once made me take you to the hospital. And I think that is huge. Thanks. You've been close, but you've always talked yourself through it. <laughs> yeah. But that's really amazing. Like yeah. even It's almost more amazing that you have been close and have managed to trust your body and get through that and we went through COVID together like you went through some really difficult times yeah and a lot of stressors in life so before we get into all that coping mechanisms I just want to like as a testament that you can take Taryn's advice on these coping mechanisms and how she's worked through here yeah in the last three four years whatever it's been you have really been such a trooper thanks honey I'm proud of you yeah, it's been a lot of a lot of work. Check in how we feeling. And you okay? Lot, yeah, I mean, just like talking about early days stuff. I'm like, ugh, it just like makes yeah. my put like put your body back in there. And, yeah, and then yeah, I don't know. There's just the feeling of, well, if I was like that, can I get back there? Yeah, and maybe someday. But like, I need to remind myself like how proud I am mm-hmm. of like what you said just like the years of you I took myself to the ER 10 times in one month that's like every other day yeah not really but most it's days, a lot it's a lot and it's multiple sp- times a week yeah to the point where the fucking lady at the urgent care nearby told me to leave she left can we hear this why in. was she 
Why was she funny she and how did so we know funny. she was a lesbian? <laughs> what was this conversation? Just for a little now. bit of a reprieve for a second. Um, this is the urgent care on Cole in in uh, in San Francisco. If anyone wants to go, it's, she's <laughs> such a vibe. I hope she's still there. Um, I don't know. I I was very open when I got there about like I have health anxiety. <laughs> it's like one of my first moves when I go in. I'm like, wait, will you talk on that a bit more too? like elaborate on that? Because a lot of like people what are, I would do. Yeah, because a lot of people have said, like, I'm afraid to tell my doctor. I want them to be aware. Yeah. But I'm afraid to tell them and then not be taken seriously. Yeah. So I don't mean that I start with I have health anxiety. (laughs) I go in. I say my symptoms because you won't be taken seriously, obviously, if you walk in and say, hello, I have health anxiety and I feel lightheaded and my like I'm having a heart attack. They're big. Okay, panic attack. Bye. Yeah. So the opposite, you go in and you say, I'm having extreme chest pains. I think my heart rate is at 160 and I'm just walking. I'm not doing anything. I'm freaking the fuck out. Is that what you said to the person when you walked in? The, les- the Basically, lesbian? I have left arm <laughs> pain. I had, you know, I'm not going to say a bunch of symptoms mm-hmm. for anyone yeah, yeah, struggles. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that. <laughs> but um, I'm like saying all the things and then they're setting me down and they're like, oh, you know, you're not normally what happens is they look at you and they say, you're not the normal person that comes in here with these symptoms. Like, mm-hmm. they're like you're not the typical candidate. You're not project. the typical candidate. Has your, does your parents have this problem? Do you, are you on drugs? Like all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I, you, I kind of do that. And then when they start giving me the tests, I'll be like candidly between the two of us. I have pretty intense anxiety, specifically health anxiety. Yeah. I don't want you to not give me the tests that you would give everyone else though, because that's going to make my health anxiety worse. Yeah. I really feel symptoms. You can see on these monitors, my heart's fucking flipping out. Mm -hmm. These are real things to me. And I want you to treat me like accordingly, accordingly, basically. I think you should also be aware. You should also know that I want you to explain to me what is happening in my body and why these things are not actually going to kill me. Yeah. Because that is also what I need. (laughs) It's like, have people always reacted well to that? Have you ever had bad experiences, better experiences? Nobody has been bad to me. One time I was in a, um, ambulance (laughs) and I was being taken to a hospital from an urgent care and the guy was so sweet. He's like, yeah, you got some anxiety, don't you? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, my wife has really bad health anxiety. I actually had to take her to the hospital just like this. Actually, I had to take her to the hospital like six months ago. She was totally okay. Have you tried therapy by chance? And I'm like, oh my God, I fucking love you. And I'm literally laying in the back of an ambulance Mm -hmm. with the stuff blaring. And I'm like, getting i've all strapped like, up hey, You're like, uh-huh. and we get to the ambulance and they put me in a wheelchair and are waiting to get me or we get to the hospital and they're waiting to put me in and he like kneels down and is just like hey i want to make sure like you know that mm-hmm. like this is going to be okay this is super scary and it feels really real but like <sighs> it's it it will get better for my wife it's gotten so much better and i really hope you like see their best or whatever that's really sweet um so that was one time it went, went really well second was Dr. Peabody. This is the I last like I time I know him. This is the last time I think I ever went to the hospital was wow. Dr. Peabody. Really? Yes. Um, I will play you a voice memo that I sent myself after that I recorded for myself after I went. Yeah. I didn't have any play this for you. It's like so sad. Um, so it, this is at you 
get out of the hospital with Dr. Peabody. And yes. this is your message to yourself? Yes. Okay. Basically, he was the best doctor in the whole wide world. Perfect man at Zuckerberg Hospital in South San Francisco. Shout out. <laughs> yeah. Taryn Arnold, you should be so incredibly relaxed right now. You should be so reassured. Dr. Chris Reynolds Peabody just said to you, and I quote, you should be so, so, so reassured. All your, your chest x-rays came back totally normal. Your EKG, totally normal. Your blood tests, totally normal. The things that are like your D-dimer is so, it's not even elevated at all. Your trip, whatever, nothing. Your, like he said, everything is great. All you need to do is start, you need to now take this up with a, with a psychiatrist because at this point, all of your symptoms are like none of this is is heart related none of this is anxiety or most of this has to be anxiety related and if i cuts off but he basically just goes on to say like or me but (laughs) what he told me is like you need he's like i need you taryn to feel reassured now yeah i need this for you because this is going to hurt you in the long run how you're doing this the wasting your time your money you can't do this to yourself mm-hmm. you were just here or at another hospital down the street you know 10 10 days ago yeah. whatever this you're healthy yeah and it can't be a solution to calm down your nervous system by just going and get tested 100%. so what what was that switch now that we're not going to the hospital all the time what are your coping mechanisms to talking yourself off the ledge when you are feeling that intense. Let me get my list. Yeah, give it to me, baby. Give it to me, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. The main things. One, therapy. Mm-hmm. I know it's people, you hear it on every fucking podcast, better help, whatever. But <laughs> learning about not just your body, but like your mental state and what is actually happening in your body is dead on the most important thing I have ever done for myself. Mm -hmm. And as it relates, like the way that a therapist can say, okay, she has health anxiety. She has generalized health anxiety. Sorry. Generalized anxiety, also health anxiety, some OCD, like, and then find the pill quote unquote I don't mean a literal pill although I do take medicine also but <laughs> also those find yeah find the thing that can help you yeah um and speak to you in those moments is like so deeply important so I can't stress that enough yeah it's like it might sound counterintuitive to overly understand your body but it's so helpful to go okay I'm not having a heart attack because you know what also explains this mm-hmm. a panic attack and when it's happening it's this 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 is happening 100 it's so helpful to be able to put terms to it then Learning how your brain works, like mm-hmm. I said, is like the most important thing. Yeah. Um, learning that there is hope for your brain, that you can re- rewire your brain, and that mm-hmm. is real. There's like neuroplasticity is a thing that basically means your brain is a muscle and it can grow and it can change, which is lovely. Um, knowing, learning about your specific anxiety. So for me, learning that anxiety serves a function for everyone. And for me, it's control. I'm trying to figure out how to control a situation. Um, And so 
I turn my body, my brain, every part of me just like turns to anxiety to try to figure out what that is. Um, I love like learning little tidbits of like, I have kind of collect them from different therapists. Mm -hmm. It's like you have my, I have like the intern, which is this kind of thinking that your anxiety is basically just a really shitty intern that is trying really hard to do really good work and it's running around and papers are flying everywhere. And it's like, um, wait, Mrs. Taryn, but look what I did. Look what I found. Look, that could scare you. Also the thing on your toe that could scare you too. And also, and it's like, that's so sweet. And I can appreciate that you're doing what you think is good, but also you're just doing a lot. And I would like for you to sit in the back seat instead of the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like little things like that, that you can get from therapy or that you can get from just like, learning about your brain yeah. that really help specific activities that I do when I'm really in a spin. Um, one is a little, like a little thing that I do that's like celebrating every hour. Mm-hmm. So when you're really anxious and you're really in your head, all you're doing is thinking about like shit that's happened in the past or things that are going to happen later. It's like very hard to be present or if you are present, you're present in a very bad way yeah Um, present in the wrong place yeah so I'll open up a notes page and every hour I have to go in and celebrate three to five things Mm -hmm. so I have to say like chairs chairs are sick the way that we could sit in them and they hold (laughs) us up that's gonna be one thing the next thing is the way that Cam scratches my knee I love that she does that the next thing is boom and then that's for my two to three hour and then when it's anywhere between three and four I have to do it again and like then you become so thankful the whole day yeah because you're just needing to think of things Mm -hmm. you want to like push yourself to think of things so that's a really good one another good exercise is the like engaging your senses so there's it's like a five four three two one say five things that you can see around you four things that you can hear around you, um, three things that you taste, two things that you smell, and one thing that you can feel like a sensation or whatever. And you can put those in any different order, but that's a really good like grounding technique to kind of get you to focus on different parts of your body. So first celebrate every hour, two, um, your senses. And then three, probably the biggest one for me is an evidence checklist, which is what I read to you with like all the times that I've been to the doctor. Mm -hmm. So I've been recommended to do this by doctors, therapists, friends, so many people. This is like a a perfect tactic, which is just that if you are feeling like this is different than all the other times, which I tell Cam all the time, I'm like, no, this one's weird. This one feels weird. It's like if I can pull open a note and be like, look at the times I've said, A, this is different. B, this feels weird. (laughs) C, my ears ringing. It's like 30 times I've said my ear is ringing. Not one time has it been something damning. Exactly. Um, yeah, but it's like easy in the moment to forget that. Like I'll have to yes. be like, you, last week you said this is different and explained all of those exact symptoms. Yes. It's not different. Like you're just not aware of it. Like one of your anxiety ticks is like picking at your face and pulling at your skin and you're unaware of that. Yeah. Because we're not aware of everything that's happening when we're anxious. So it might feel new or you were on, you yeah. didn't know you were doing it or you didn't know your body was feeling it, but it's not new at all. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So 
learn about yourself and your body and what's happening when you're anxious. Yeah. And also have maintenance behaviors that you do that journaling, mm-hmm. uh, stretching, being grateful, whatever things that you're always doing and then have your arsenal of things that you can do when you're in a big spin. Yeah. Um, I think a big thing people miss is the maintenance aspect of it, which is like go to therapy when you don't think you need therapy. Mm-hmm. Like it's easy to wait until you really need it. And oh, then totally. it's way harder to kind of backpedal. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What do pole dancing, AI chatbots, and diet culture all have in common? These subjects have a home on Embodied, the award-winning podcast I host from North Carolina Public Radio WUNC. My name is Anita Rao, and you can consider me your personal guide to taking on the taboo. Join me to explore important questions about our bodies and our society, where nothing is off limits. So go ahead, listen to Embodied every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. Totally. Can I ask you a few coping mechanism questions people have asked? Yes. Um, the first one I saw a lot was tips for traveling when you yeah. have health anxiety. Do you have any things that you do to prep for traveling or while you're traveling that's helpful? Yeah. Um, I think that the best thing that you can do beforehand is like know your triggers and be very clear with the people that you're traveling with. Mm -hmm. For me, that's really important. Um, I'll tell, I I know that when I travel in general, I am more susceptible to anxiety. Mm -hmm. Traveling can be anxiety inducing, but also you're like not in your comfy space you're there's so many aspects there's a of million it variables that are getting shaken up that i tell everybody i'm with mm-hmm. they all know this now i don't even have to tell them don't tell me some news story mm-hmm. about some crazy symptom that has happened to people yep don't point out something on me that looks weird looks new looks whatever like cammy can do that if it's something serious mm-hmm. like it's things like that um and then i think like if there are things that you think might make you anxious when you're traveling, that would be a perfect thing to bring to a therapist and be like, how do I work through this? I've done that when I, before I'm on a plane, I'll have a session or two with a therapist and be like, here are the exact things that I'm nervous about. Can you work them, work through this with me? Mm-hmm. Um, second thought and last thought on this is that there's like a tactic called the horror story, which is you write down the, worst case scenario that can happen for you while you're traveling and it has to be realistic like something that could actually happen but like is terrible yeah (laughs) so you're like whatever I travel and I have a heart attack overseas and I have to go to the hospital there and my family has to fly out and whatever and whatever and leading up to it this is a risky tactic and I've never done it (laughs) uh, more than once I've only done it once and it helped but um, you basically read it every day multiple times a day until you're desensitized to it Mm -hmm. and so that it's no longer that scary 
Yeah. And so when you think about it, you're like bored by the thought mm-hmm. of it. You're like, that's kind of stupid. I also feel like it kind of helps because it's like, okay, and? That's the point. And I get to the hospital. Yes. And sure, it's annoying for my family to have to fly out. And sure, it's annoying that we have to get our dog sitter to stay longer with the dogs. But okay. Yeah. And we do, and I know exactly where the hospital is. And whoever I'm traveling with knows what to tell the doctor. Taryn also, I, again, I think some things can be like, for some people it might be worse for, for some people it would be better. You will tell me what you are feeling mm-hmm. so that, God forbid, Mm-hmm. it is real and you do have to go to the hospital I have the list of what you're feeling yeah. already or like keep a notes page in your in your phone so you don't have to like be talking about it all the time but then whoever you're with tell them it's there this is my password yep. info this is what they have and I feel like that really helps you to be like I'm not dealing with this alone and ignoring what I feel are potential symptoms yep. and I don't know the difference between anxiety and symptoms in this moment but at least yep. I know somebody knows it yeah. So I'm taken care of. Yep. And they have that info. I feel like that's been really helpful for you too. And also when you're traveling for some reason, I'll like have like little spins and like, it's so important for me to do like baby sessions with cam that I just mm-hmm. say what I, what I'm feeling and my worst fear and all this thing. And we say, we're going to do this for three minutes and then we're going to go play okay. cards. At I will a bar. Google whatever you want for you. <laughs> yeah. I will reassure you. But once we do it, we're moving forward because yes. we checked. Yeah. We did it. We did the thing. We're not going to triple check. And unfortunately that's the OCD aspect Mm -hmm. of my anxiety but so you might not have that but I think voicing things is always important I've also noticed I feel it's helpful for you to go through what feelings might arise yeah prior like okay I know I'm traveling and my stomach gets thrown off so I might not go to the bathroom for a couple days that's normal yeah that happens to most people yeah maybe I either make sure I'm taking my probiotics before I go or when it happens, I know that's a very normal thing. Yeah. I have a headache. I'm jet lagged. Of course I have a headache. Like yeah. running through things that you could expect to have. Yeah. I think that again might be tricky because then you might not have to have those feelings and then you convince yourself you have those feelings. But then it's, I expected this. I'm prepared for this. It's yeah. not some underlying illness. This is travel tummy or whatever mm-hmm. maybe. And I feel like that's been helpful for you yeah, as well. That's a good point. Um, Okay, I think this is really interesting. When to know you should go to a doctor. When? How are you deciding to talk yourself off the ledge of going and push yourself over the ledge of, no, this is the time that I need to go? I think there's three sides to this. One side is have a really good partner if you can, whether it's <laughs> an actual partner, family member, friend Therapist. that can help you in those moments of decision time. Yeah. Um. I have a couple friends that I don't even keep up with at all, but they text me. We text each other on health anxiety spins mm-hmm. and we always talk each other off the ledge or say, yeah, that might be worth going to check out. Like yeah. it's maybe worth it. Um, so basically finding people in your life paid or not paid <laughs> that like can be a voice of reason for you is really important. And for mm-hmm. anyone that is like, I'm too anxious to tell people I can't express how useful it is. Um, Second thing is, unfortunately, it's trial and error for me. Mm-hmm. A lot of my life was spent figuring out what is worth going to the doctor for. Thousands and thousands of dollars, countless hours, days of this has been an issue of just trying to figure out, okay, I actually don't know my body well enough and I don't know what's scary and what's not. Yeah. Um, so that's a unfortunate reality for my situation and I don't know that that has to be for yours, but 
what I will say for the last thing is like in my experience when something has actually been wrong it does feel different to me um it's like trust your gut kind of vibes Mm -hmm. I've been really trying to figure out my gut feeling with health anxiety my whole life and I think I've gotten a lot better one example is in college I felt weird as fuck and I had this like I every time I picked up my leg I felt like I was gonna vom like instantly and everyone's like I'm like you guys I just feel so weird and everyone's like sure Taryn baby Mm -hmm. and I'm like no I feel something is not okay yeah and got to the point where I was like we got to go to the doctor and I had to get my appendix out I went, mm-hmm. we went to the hospital I got my appendix out that day it was about to rupture I was in the, God you the craziest part I've never been more calm in my life mm-hmm. than that day and getting my appendix out having a surgery I was having the time of my life you knew, you're probably days. also glad like that you that I'm what like, a, thank God but also it like was so reassuring to be like I trusted my body. I knew that this was the time that I go. Totally. I think that's why having notes is really helpful too, because something could be a new symptom for your anxiety, Mm -hmm. but you might have just read a story or saw a TikTok on some, somebody having like a leg pain or whatever. Yeah. And then when you have your next anxiety moment, you feel that thing that you read. So if you write that down and go, I've been obsessing over the woman who drank too much water, whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. then you go, Oh, you know what? That's why this manifested in a different feeling totally because that's where my brain went so I think just like keeping that to reassure you because yeah I know you're like right now you're going I've really gotten good at trusting my gut and you have but in the moment you kind of forget to trust your gut and you'll be like this is totally new well, and I'm like your brain no, it's not, baby your intern is like no don't trust your gut this yeah. is the time this yeah. is the one <laughs> and so but I think it's so helpful having that like evidence that rational brain that yes. is still you and your brain and yourself and not people who are outside of your body yeah being that voice of reason I think is really helpful too so totally. it's like having your group of people but also having yourself but in the time where you can trust yourself 100% um okay well I want to lean into that unless you have any more coping that you really want to make sure you share with the people no okay I want to jump into this how it affects other people <laughs> I love I want to talk about how it affects me <laughs> Now back to me. No, I did want to talk first. Are there so questions enough? on here that people asked about that that yes. I can ask you? Well, it's not, it's not all that, but okay. yeah, yeah. Um, tell me, tell me how it's affected you. Okay, we just want to jump into me. Yeah, because these aren't these are like some. Well, I do want to ask you for this first. How can doctors help people with health anxiety? Like, would do you have any tips? I know you've had great doctors, but yeah, the one doctor listening would like to know what they can do. Yeah, my main thing from all doctors that I have loved very deeply and dearly that have been full-fledged aware of my issues um is a an acknowledgement of I absolutely know that you're terrified right now we are going to treat you like we would anyone going through this stuff we're gonna figure it out yeah and also I know that you're anxious yeah and I'm gonna you tell me how much information you want or don't want. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. It's like gauging what they want to know or don't want to know. Cause for some people it might make it worse for some people. It makes it a lot better to have information. Um, and then, yeah, just reminding them that like, we're still going to, we're doing all the tests. We're doing all the things. Yeah. Cause that for me was my, like m- one of my biggest issues was always like, how do I know I'm getting the treatment that someone else that's literally having a heart attack is getting. And they're like, 
if you're able to be like, no, we did everything, it would be clear Mm -hmm. that something was up. Mm -hmm. You, it is clear that something is not up. Yeah. Like that, that level of just clarity. And I know that extra bedside manner is probably very exhausting for you guys, given your crazy life. But like, if there is a way to just add that for anyone specifically that you can tell is like petrified, I can't express how long that how far that goes like I will remember Dr. Peabody's name for the rest of my life and I spent three hours first middle and last (laughs) solid guy okay here I'll give you this this is all affecting others not all of them most of them don't apply to me but how how just tell me how it's been for you um it's it's only been hard because I feel so frustrated for you like it really hasn't had some like big negative impact on me. I think because of the phase I came into your life at, yeah. I, like I said, we aren't going to the hospital every other day. We aren't missing vacation time for it. Like, yeah, I have to talk you down often, but I think we kind of like have our routine in it. Um, it was just learning what works and doesn't work for you. I think you need a form of, you need the most clear, gentle with a sprinkle of tough love Mm -hmm. in those moments like Mm -hmm. you don't want to be written off in those moments at all Mm -hmm. so um I just have to have patience and learn that balance of like comforting you but also being stern with you Mm -hmm. and not just like enabling it Mm -hmm. um but yeah, I don't think it's necessarily affected me other than just needing to learn how my partner needs supported. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that's only because you did so much of the work coming into this. Like, I don't know. It doesn't really affect my day to day. What advice would you give to a partner like you in th- that's that's in your role in this relationship I would say to sit down and have a conversation when the moment isn't happening yeah sit down and say what are you looking for from me in those moments yeah because everyone's different what's helpful for one person might be the root cause of someone else's health anxiety yeah um I know that Taryn needs me to do her checks for her so she's not doing it so it's not leaning into that like OCD side um but I also need to say, no, I'm not going to check you again. We just did it. Yeah. Like, I know that that is the last answer you want from me in that moment, but that I have to kind of stand my ground for the sake of your health. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I will, I guess it's, if, if anything, it's affected me with like time. Like, I yeah. feel like I should have an undergrad at this <laughs> point because I Google so much. Mm-hmm. I know so many things about so many random illnesses, mm-hmm. but I think coming with that like arsenal of knowledge, being able to be like, no, that's actually not what happens when this is going on. And okay. Yeah. You might feel nauseous and you're, you know, that that's one symptom sometimes of a heart attack, but do you also know it's a symptom of this, 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 and this mm-hmm. it's not that. So yeah, I would just have those conversations with your partner, sit down with them and say, do you want this form of tough love do you need me to just be supportive and I think we've had those conversations many times not just one time where we adapt we after you have a moment you can go to me you know what I actually think like you were a little too harsh in that moment like I need you to be a little bit more comforting and supportive okay and I'm gonna adapt to that yeah um yeah it's just finding that balance of comfort but not enabling 
researching but not obsessing um, and finding that balance with your partner. One thing I've noticed is like sometimes you'll feel protective over me when like your brother is talking about something that you think is going to freak me out or whatever. I will jump on it. Do you feel stressed that you've had to take that this on? Like it always makes me feel like a like I'm like a I don't know like I'm just this like weird little kid that you have to like guard. I always (laughs) feel really bad in those moments. I'm thankful that you do it. I feel honored. I feel like so lucky to be your person. I think we all have our little things. I feel so lucky that like I get to be protective of you in those moments and that I I can step in and be the voice for you. And like if anything, I worry that I'm like, oh, did she want me to talk about her or whatever? And we normally like laugh it off where I'm like, please don't do, especially with your family because they've dealt with it for so long that it's like, I'd yeah. be like, oh my God, guys, shut the fuck up about like, this stop, new. Stop, 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 shut up. I'm and like, then... don't. And it's kind of like, I'm going to have to deal with this for a week if you don't shut up. Like kind of, yeah. I kind of, I try to put the focus on me in that moment where I'm yeah. like, not as like a pay attention to me, but as like a, I don't want you to feel overwhelmed or like yeah. a burden or whatever. So I'm like shut up, you're going to send Taryn into a spiral and I'm going to have to put up with it. Like, And yeah. I never feel like I have to put up with it. I am I hope you know that. I'm always joking when I say comments like that. Yeah. But yeah, you know, my mom will go into like, oh, this client, blah, blah, blah. And this like one random horror story. And I'm like, or she'll be texting it. And I'm like, give me your, let me delete that. Like, yeah. don't read that. Um, No, I feel we are both two very like strong individuals. I don't think we need each other for things a lot like we love to have that support that it like it makes me feel special that I get to do that for you like I don't ever mind that it's like I don't want you to be hurting I don't want you to go through this yeah but it's I'm sure it's how like parents feel when their kids stop needing them where they're like no it was like maybe it's annoying in the moment but like now you don't need me to tie your shoes or whatever I'm like I love you so much and it feels so special to get to like give you that love so no I never feel anything negative you're so cute i love you (laughs) um how do you handle me when i'm not being logical how do you handle that i think that's the toughest um because a lot of things that do help you in these moments is pure logic where i'm like yeah this is the reality all of you okay yeah, I'm just like we're very chest, aware we're of my body right now, just because <laughs> um, talking about it a lot. It's it it can be really tough because you fight it, you fight the logic in those moments. Yeah, you try to go against everything. I almost feel like I'm arguing like a political thing. I really care about with somebody, <laughs> and they just like don't care about the. They're like. I'll give them like, I'll be so proud. I'll lay out the facts, the percentages. I'll get it. And they'll be like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, I, I know. Like, <laughs> like shut I just the fuck up. I went to fucking Harvard. Yeah. Med. Like, I know. <laughs> I know everything about this subject. Shut yeah. up. Um, I just completed groundbreaking research. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like whenever you're pushing and not wanting to hear the logic, it's very clear. You're like, okay, I need, she needs comfort right now. So it's like, we need to cuddle her and try to like she's, calm her down first. Back scratches, yeah, and cuddling. Yeah, you have your different levels when you're like really heightened in that and you're focusing on your body. I'm like, okay, we got to get you out of your body for a minute. Is that like cuddles, watching TikToks, rubbing your back, something to distract you? Then you'll calm down and be a little more logical. I will Google and I'll you know that I'm doing it. Yeah, and then 
you want to assume the worst and you'll be like, you saw something, didn't you? Or, or like if I, I cannot smile, if she's talking about anything health or anxiety related, she'd be like, you smile. I know, you know, it's bad. Oh, <laughs> like she has this new thing ever since she had, oh my God, I can't say it. <laughs> by the seashore ever since she had shingles. Oh my God. Whoa, See that three times fast. Ever since she had singles. <gasps> See, <laughs> ever, ever since she has shingles. shingles. Oh, I did it. But yeah. I said shingles weird you went, because it felt like I had to. <laughs> Anyways, ever since you had shingles, uh, it's a lot of the face tests, which yeah. I'm great at. If anyone ever has scare, FaceTime me. I'll do. I'll run it. Yeah. Well, no, you squeezing your little. Oh, eyes. I'm like hey. now. I'm like feeling my face so much. <laughs> We're gonna have to lay down on this pillow couch after oh. and calm down. Um, I don't even remember what I was saying. Just knowing what what type of comfort I need and what oh, type of like yeah. Yeah. shingles I need the face test yeah we run through all of our little things you know you just you have your different needs in the moment mm-hmm. yeah and then it's like I th- I do think the one hard thing I have noticed is I am almost a polar opposite of you where I suppress and ignore and I could have the weirdest thing happen in my body like my heart could stop for a little and I might and I'd probably be like I bet that happens to people. And I, one, have been more aware of stuff because of being more aware of you. Like, I have focus on my body and I'm getting older, so I'm focusing on my body. We're talking about babies. Like, I'm very aware of my body right now and trying to take care of my health. And I do feel, if I'm not feeling good, I never really want to talk about it, but I really never want to say anything to you. Which sucks because... That's probably another fear of yours. Does that expand to you actually? Like a lot of people ask that as well of like, do you spend a lot of your health anxiety spirals focusing on like other people's health? Um, I mean, I know the answer. The biggest (laughs) yes of all time. Yeah. It's specifically my parents and you. Um, Bless me. Well, because I feel like I have, there have been a few times where you've thought something was wrong or whatever. And I feel like I've handled it in a more calm way than you thought that I would. Yeah, it actually sometimes would freak me out because I, when I have had any kind of issue, if I'm talking about it, it's probably pretty bad. Right. And then you're working on it and trying to be calm, but then I know that you're normally not calm about those. So then I Mm -hmm. feel like you're not taking it seriously. And I'm like, then I get spooked that you're being so calm. So I almost feel like that's been the hardest part of like navigating, sharing my health concerns with you has been harder than navigating talking to you about your health concerns I feel like when I I don't even know how yeah I feel less I feel scared for you but Mm -hmm. I don't feel panicked yeah you're so calm in those moments yes and for a while it freaked me out where I'm like she's not taking this so seriously and that's how I feel with even my mom and my dad and stuff I'm like it's a constant like I'm scared and I want you to tell me what's going on but if something big happens I don't know that I'm not like I don't feel very panicky with me I'm constantly panicking 
when something actually happens, it's your panic is the possibility of something happens yeah. happening. When it does happen, inevitably yeah. people, whatever, you get sick, whatever, something happens, you scrape your arm. In that moment when something actually is happening, you're good. I love you using like the most simple example that was I, sweet. Well, I was like, stop, <laughs> shut up. You're like, when something happens, like a heart. Well, I was like, inevitably, a and heart then scrape I was on like, the arm. <laughs> when you like bump your little baby toe. Ow! <laughs> I love you. I love you. Um, one last question for you is somebody asked. You okay? Something going on with your little. No. Oh, I was okay. just sitting up. Okay. Um, someone asked, how do you reassure me and focus on me, like Taryn, when you're feeling mentally tired and like you're in your own head about other things? Yeah. I think that probably is the hardest time when I'm just like if I'm anxious or whatever, but our anxieties don't go hand in hand. So I wish they did. I'm so glad they don't. So they could be hand in hand. Uh, um, I just try to remind myself that like, this is my partner. She needs me right now. It's not like it's happening every time Yeah, that I'm like tapped out. Yeah. I think you have to take care of yourself to be a good partner, but I don't know. I think I know that if I just take a little bit of time to calm you down and work through it in Mm -hmm. the long run, it's going to be easier. Like if I try to ignore it and not help you through that, it's just going to get worse. And then, and if I'm feeling worse, then we're going to get to a point where it's like, we can't. Yeah. Um, or just, I don't know. I think, I don't think it ever is around your health anxiety, but like if we're both anxious at the same time, just kind of saying like, I don't have anything to give right now. Like I'm, I'm tapped out. Yeah. Like I'm actually really needing a little extra love. Like this is, I don't know, like maybe we take space. Like I think just talking about it. Yeah. But I don't, I don't feel it typically happens regarding your health anxiety. You're right. And I know your health anxiety is something so big and like needs taken care of that. I'm like, I'm going to put my thing aside for the moment, but I just don't think that's always going to be realistic in a lot of situations. Um, with two anxious people in a couple. Um, yeah, it's normally around different anxieties. And I think that's like, you just got to be honest. Like, I really love you and I want to help you. And then maybe come up with things that are like, what if we both lay down? My problem is when I'm anxious, I need space. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably our hardest point when 100%. we're both feeling anxious is like you're needing loved and babied and like you want smothered. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm my I'm sensory overload I need like no noise no movement no like nothing Mm -hmm. so that that can be kind of difficult we should buy um one of those deprivation sensory deprivation tanks and then you and I can go in together no the problem is I'd be (laughs) laying there and I'd want the lights off and no sound and like to like feel nothing and you'd be like splish splash I'm taking a bath and then you'd be like ouch what was that I'll be like I splished too hard (laughs) The salt water is in my eye. Is that normal? I'd be like, yes, it's like when you go in the ocean. You'd be like, but it's different. I'd be like, yeah, but in the ocean. You're like, but I peed in this water. <laughs> well. Thank you for sharing, baby. What you're do you, welcome. What do you need from me right now? I see your little little sweet brain well, churning. I am going to need a huggling. Okay, we can definitely huggle in. We've decided that there's hugging and snuggling. There's an in-between called a huggling. Mm-hmm. Huggling is basically when one of uh, when I hug you and you don't hug me back. 
where you just want you just want like well you get hugglins too it's when one party yeah but it's usually (laughs) (laughs) well we just decided what it was and it's been like a tough couple days so that i've been needing hugglins yeah but a hugglin is like you're getting a hug by the other person but they're doing more work and they're like (laughs) they're rubbing on you and loving on you yeah that's for the ugly. Um, this has been super long. I don't know that we have time for listener gossip. Should I run through it really fast? Um, let's do it. Sure. Okay. Um, let's just get into it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm a late bloomer lesbian. <laughs> if they're like, what if they're, wait. What? What if they're like, hey, you guys, my left arm. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, I'm like, I found the perfect story for today's topic. <laughs> Okay. These are my symptoms. Um, we're going to help this pee pee so fucking fast. Oh, they, I miss this. They said, first of all, love the podcast. Gave it five stars on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. It has really helped me process my feelings for women. And I have since come out. Congrats, What's little pee pee. Okay. On a related note, question for the pod. I'm a late bloomer lesbian that ended a relationship of nine years with a man a few months ago. Ooh. I spent the last few months since working on my working on myself both emotionally and physically. I recently joined the dating apps and really hit it off with a beautiful and interesting woman. Ooh. Or so I thought. Ooh. Mm-hmm. We exchanged phone numbers. She sent me cute pics of herself in daily life and I built up the courage to officially ask her on a date. And she said yes. Enthusiastic. Oh my God. I cannot speak to this. Sorry. Enthusiastically, I might add. Only to ghost me slash block me 12 hours later. No significant communication after agreeing to meet up other than picking a specific day that worked for both of us. Fucking weirdo. That's so bizarre. For context, this all happened over the course of a week and she's 29 years old and I'm in my early 30s. What gives? And why did that hurt so much? Do I just need to toughen up? I've been out of the dating scene for so long and this really caught me off guard. As in, I didn't think some rando from a dating app could mess with my confidence this much. But I guess rejection hurts always. Should I take more time to work on myself before putting myself out there again? No. You found a freaking weirdo. <laughs> you got a weirdo, my guy. I think we've both established that like we are very team no ghosting. It's pathetic. You're it's a loser. So <laughs> unless lame. somebody is like scary and like threatening. Yeah, unless yeah. like you get creepy stalker vibes. So unless you were stalking this person, like did you show up at her work to ask her on the date? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then I can understand it. Did you ask her mom? Not out on a date, but did you ask her mom permission? Like either of you, those would yeah, be yeah. wild. Did you do something weird? Um, <laughs> so I would check in with yourself, do a little quick check. Did I do something creepy? Yeah, were you weird to make her think that I was a stalker or like? Did you unsafe? earn the ghost? Yeah. Um, maybe she's a catfish. It's giving catfish, or maybe they weren't like out. Maybe they're in a relationship. Maybe they got spooked. They got spooked. It got real. A ghost and they got can spooked. get spooked. <gasps> Casper the friendly ghost is terrified of ghosts. Casper got caught. Casper got caught. Um, no, you don't need to do more work on yourself unless you are the creep. And two, um What was two Ghosts get spooked. Ghosts get spooked. Um, no. But yeah, I mean it that is a oh. very bizarre Oh, go ahead. Got it. No, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just talking uh, shit until uh, you were I'm uh, <laughs> just saying some I'll stuff. Um I never forgot. Oh my god, baby. Oh, oh, you said, why am I so upset about this? 
girl you answered your own question you have not done this for nine years you also probably nine years ago dating apps were not a thing so this is like your probably first foray foray into like getting your little chat on putting yourself out there of course you're gonna be hurt when someone does this I get hurt and first time with a girl like they just finally came to terms with liking women 100% ended a nine-year relationship so you're trying easy. to dip your toes in the water and then you're you got so excited it happened so quickly you join the dating app you yeah. find someone you're like wait I'm into you you're into me yeah this is fun and then it just got kind of like ripped away from you right away yeah. that's spooky 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 dookie spooky dookie and it's this isn't a th- time for you to like go back and be like what's up with me this isn't about you this was about this other person they're yeah. weird they're lame they're stupid this has nothing to do with you unless you were soft <laughs> unless, you were, <laughs> unless you're lame and weird and stupid <laughs> then that's a different story but if you are pp i don't think you could be could never be um and rejection hurts and people ghosting you is so annoying if i'm like even chatting with support of some company and they stop responding i'm like what the fuck yeah i'm so what is wrong with me who am i tell me to have a nice day tell me to have a nice day um (laughs) so we get the rejection we get you feeling sad and in your feels but um you shouldn't be unless you're the creep yeah (laughs) get up dust yourself off get back on those dating apps yeah always get yourself up okay i just touched my ear and it's giving shiggles feelings um yeah this is so not you and i also am glad that this happened it's like get it out of the way learn from this you're gonna have better experiences like now you're prepared now your expectations are lower um people are just weird out there these days and also for the big age of 29 she's gonna pull this shit is so this person lame imagine the person is also a pp and they're hearing this and they're like we're like that fucking loser dude someone either dm'd us or emailed us or something and was like i listened to every submission so like intently because I'm waiting for it to be someone I know and then I yeah. can figure out how to help them that's or I how can. I feel like, when we listen to normal gossip so I'm like waiting to know the person I know that is int- oh like or I would be waiting to hear about me I'd be like who's gonna talk shit they're like wait were you were you on a dating app and you go someone recently <laughs> did they catch you yeah <laughs> oh my god it's me <laughs> <laughs> boo <laughs> <laughs> I'm not 29. <laughs> that was cute. You sounded like Simba trying to roar. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> roar. <laughs> Ooh, I'm gonna get a good snuggle in after this. All right, guys. Um, any of our PPEs struggling with health anxiety? I hope this episode helped you. If you are feeling overwhelmed after listening to this, I really hope you took breaks and listened when you felt good. But I want to sit here and remind you, you are okay. You are healthy. Probably. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're a dick. You're a dick. I'm going to say that to you next time. I'm going to no, do, no, no, no. do that to you next time. No, I'm just You just thinking. did that to our no, little no, no, baby no, 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 peepees no, no, out there? No, 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 no. I'm going to sit no, no, no. there next That's time and go, joke. baby, you're healthy. That's a funny joke for me and the H-A-P-P's, not, health anxiety peepees. Not if the little haps are... H-A-P-P. Haps. Yeah, haps. Not if... Isn't that already taken? Hoppa. Hoppa. I was like, we can't steal a term that already exists. Um, Not if they are spiraling. You might have just ruined their day. No, no. That was so fucked up. I'm so sorry. You are probably definitely healthy. (laughs) On that note, we are going to go. I love you. You are healthy. I love you more. Probably. (laughs) Probably.
<laughs> good night. Good night. Bye, guys. Now that sounds creepy. Be like, good night. Good night. No, no, stop. you're fine. You're literally <laughs> fine. You're fine. No, you're so. You, look at me. You're fine. Look at me. Probably. <laughs> We're going before we ruin everyone. See Doctor Peabody Zuckerberg, <laughs> a hospital. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.